Amen. We thank and praise God for the teachers on this morning. Amen. So our lesson today, we're dealing with strength and suffering. And the lesson big idea is, I will cry out to God and trust him in my suffering. And the focus verses is Psalm 22, 1 through 2. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, thou hearest not. In the night season am not silent. So the lesson texts come from Job, third chapter. 25 through 26, 42nd chapter, 10 through 17. Psalms 22, 1 through 11, 24 through 31. The truth about God today is what, class? God will give strength to people who turn to him in their suffering. Amen. Amen. Uh, you you should have got enough just out of that scripture. Amen. Amen. The teachers did an excellent job this morning expounding on these topics. And we just got to come to the conclusion that this is a suffering way. Huh? Uh, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. Mm -hmm. So you might as well arm your mind that you're going to go through some suffering. Mm-hmm. I don't care how pretty and how sanctified and, you know, how you dress it up. And uh, like Sister Alfreda said, I told y'all before, you put all the oil on you want to lay out on the floor and cry and moan. You still going to go through suffering. Mm -hmm. Talking how, how many tongues you want to talk in, you know, and wrap your head up and, and proper fly. It ain't prophesy. Uh, you do all that and you still going to suffer. Mm hmm. Because the Bible said with much tribulation, we going to enter into the kingdom. <laughs> so uh, we might as well arm our mind, amen, that we're going to go through some stuff huh, before we make it to the other side. <laughs> so we start this lesson out talking about Job's unexpected test. And so uh, what does the word unexpected mean? Come on, class. Surprise. Uh-huh. Brother Lamont said, not being prepared. Unexpected is unforeseen or unpredictable. Out of the blue. Uh, you can be prepared. But you still may not see it coming. You may not see it in that season. Huh? Because we get so caught up with life, you know, and, and sometimes stuff come in our, in our pathway and, you know, come in our life is like, boom. <laughs> you weren't expecting that when you left out the house yesterday or today. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> You, you weren't expecting that when you went to the doctor. <laughs> oh, you need surgery. 
<laughs> you weren't expecting that necessarily. I was hoping for a little better news. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Uh, I guess nobody's been faced with the unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Woo. I was expecting to go get an oil change, and then they gave me a whole list of stuff I got to get fixed. I wasn't expecting all that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So we're starting off in the book of Job. In the first chapter, and you know, Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible, and it starts off beautifully um, describing. See, we think that Satan is going around hiding out, you know, uh, he's not in the presence of God. Uh, but we, when you read the book of Job now, it tells us something different. Uh, it talks about, now I'm just looking here in the first chapter of Job. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came where also among them. <laughs> so you think that you going to church and you just coming all by yourself looking pretty cute. Uh, like the devil ain't going to oppose you. <laughs> oh, we think we're just going to be saved and sanctified and the devil ain't going to oppose you. Huh? Oh, my God. And then the Bible says, <laughs> and the Lord said unto Satan, where did you come from? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. So God is allowing him huh, so much room and space. Uh-huh. And so uh, we have to realize Satan's position. Sometimes we don't understand Satan's position. Because <laughs> we struggle to understand God's position. But you better know your adversary. You better know it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered... Huh? My servant, Job. And you got to realize in times in your life, God is putting you in that same position. Have you considered huh? my servant? Oh, you can put your name on it. Uh-huh. So, so you won't feel like, you know, uh, God has just done left you out there winging it on your own because he consider you his servants. <laughs> and it's an honor and a privilege that God would call you his servant and he put that much stock in you <laughs> my God we're looking at going through the wrong way Woo! Woo yeah let that soak in for a minute that he will put you in that sentence when he's talking to the devil and say have you considered my servant because <laughs> he knows what's on the inside of you and he knows uh, that you're going to serve him the balance of your days and he knows uh, that you're going to be faithful in the midst of every trial and affliction and every test. Uh, he already knows the end from the beginning. Uh, he knows how you're going to go through. Uh, he knows how you're going to represent him uh, in the midst of hell and high water. Uh, have you considered my Serve. 
my God from Zion. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't considered how God is looking at the thing. Oh, because we get caught up in feelings and emotions. But when we step back and if God allowed it to cut my direction, he knew I was going to make it through it. Oh, woo, we looking at stuff all wrong. Yes, yes. And so Satan, he has no problem approaching God about you. Don't get it twisted. Because the Revelations, the second chapter, talks about him being the accuser of the brethren. That's what he do on a regular basis, honey. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he goes up in God's presence like we just read in the scriptures. Accusing. Huh? I'm going to and fro, God. Looking for some of them people that say they saved. Huh? He ain't going after folks that ain't saved. He's going after the church. Huh? Because his ultimate goal is he want to make God look bad. Uh-huh. Huh? Yes, yes. And we do a good job helping him. But that's a whole nother crux. But yeah, yeah. His ultimate goal is to oppose good. <laughs> and he want to promote evil. <laughs> Come on here. And the thing about Satan is he love a challenge. Did you just hear how he was going up to God? He bold with it now. <laughs> he bold with it. Yeah. He going up to God now and he telling God to his face. Now I'm going to and fro. I'm looking for your folks. <laughs> That's pretty bold. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he telling God what I'm doing. We ain't got sense enough to tell God what we've been into, uh, cause he already know. Uh, he already knows the particulars. He knows the ins and outs of where we've been, huh? The devil was telling God, but God already knew. Just like he knew where Adam was. Adam, where art thou? You know where Adam was? <laughs> but see, God requires confession. Ooh, he requires confession. Mm. I know what you are too, Eve. Yes, sir. <laughs> Adam and Eve, but he called Adam first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Adam. Where are you? <laughs> he goes to the head and then he works his way down. Oh, come on, somebody. So Satan is not afraid to challenge. Oh, oh so what the real crux of the matter and what the lesson teaches us is that Satan was questioning Job's motive. Mm. <laughs> the motive of what you do is a question. Why you do what you do? Because <laughs> the accuser of the brothers say, now, you know, God, they just serve you because you blessing them. Hmm? They just serving you because they eating grapes off the hot vine. They got good jobs and you blessing them with all that stuff and everything flowing good and you keeping their health. Let me touch them. Hmm. 
That's a reason why they serve me. That's a reason why they keep doing all that church. Huh? That's why they keep on saying holy and sanctified. Let me see. Huh? They ain't all that. I'll show you, God. <laughs> That's what the devil do. Because he accuses the I'll show you, God. Hmm. Let me touch him. Uh-huh. Let me get to him. Because he understands what? That you got a hedge uh, around you. And he can't get to you unless God trumped up. Because you shelter. Uh, you done been around shelter, folks. Huh? You sheltered saints. Huh? You ain't never been pushed. You ain't never been challenged. You ain't been too hungry. Huh? Come on here. You sheltered saints. Uh, Woo! My God, you got the hedge around you so tight. Oh, my God, you don't know what it's like to be afflicted. You sheltered saints. So the devil like you real good. Let me just let me get to him, God. I'll show you. <laughs> they do all that talking. Oh, they do all that sanctified stuff. But just let me get to him. I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> all that churchy stuff. Praise breaks and all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they finish their praise break. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. They run around the church seven times, God. Let me see. Uh huh. How excited and enthused they're going to be about serving you when I get thrown with them. Woo! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here goes the challenge. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he have, and he will curse you to your face. Hmm. That's in the 11th verse. Then, you know what? He was basically telling God now, once them blessings you done gave him dried up, because he knew that Job was rich. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Be careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you seek after. Huh? Because being rich comes with a cost. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it don't cost you nothing to be broke. <laughs> oh, come on here. We don't think about stuff like that. Mm. More money, more problems. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, once all them blessings dry up, God, how is he going to serve you then? See, he happy now. Uh-huh. Praising the Lord, going to the church, giving offerings before the Lord for him and his children. Woo, my God. Yeah, you do that because all is well. But when it dry up, when you go through the drought season, <laughs> when you go through the desert when water ain't flowing, <laughs> huh? He said your righteousness would dry up. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be serving God, huh? So Joe was basically accusing him of being selfish. The devil is just accusing him of being selfish. 
Oh, that's why they serving you. God, they just selfish. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised if you could hear the conversation of the devil accusing you. <laughs> what would he be saying? So God decided. Now, you know, thank <laughs> we will be surprised the conversation. So God decided to put the devil uh, basically to shut his mouth. You see, Satan presents the challenge, but God shuts down the challenge. <laughs> so God shut his man down. He shut Satan down. Listen to this thing. And so God said, have you considered my servant? He took down the hedge to allow him to touch Job. But you see, he said he can't take his life. Mm-hmm. And so God has given Satan reign and permission for a season. Uh-huh. But that don't mean that he in control. Huh. That don't mean that we run scared. Uh-huh. Uh, Satan was put here for a permission and a season, but you've been put here for a purpose. Huh? You, you got to oppose him. It's his job to oppose you and God, but it's your job to stand up against him. Oh, come on, somebody, and put him in his place. And where is that? Under your feet. That's your job. That's why you're here. Huh? To walk in the light of God, to, to represent God in the earth, to, to use your power and your authority that God gave you, and not to be running scared from the enemy, but to stand bold in the midst of adversity and hard trials and say, I will overcome because I'm more than a conqueror. I shall win because he's given me the victory. And so we got to realize God uses our life. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's going to use your life as an example. But we think it's going to be everybody else God going to use for an example. Oh, no, honey. He's going to use Y-O-U. He's going to use your house. He's going to use your family. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes. So the thing we got to remember here. You got to come to the conclusion. It wasn't just the hedge, but Job apparently had put some time in. <laughs> he put some time in before the unexpected test came his direction. Because we got to come to the conclusion now, if Job hadn't been putting no time in with God, and if Job hadn't been building up his faith, he wouldn't have made it as far as he made it. <laughs> and you wouldn't have made it as far as you made it if you hadn't put no time in with God. <laughs> uh-huh. All oh, that word you've been eating and oh, all oh, the words you spit out, or oh, the word that you ate. Uh-huh. All the services you attend, huh? That help build you up and help strengthen you and refresh you. Oh, come on here. All the prayer meetings, huh? Crying out to God. Uh, that added up. Uh, hey, in your spiritual bank. Uh, and you can best believe uh, Joe spent time. 
building up his spiritual bank before the unexpected came. So then when the unexpected come, uh, you can have some resilience. You can have a press. You can have a go through. Oh, come on here. You got to spend time building up your press, your resilience, your tenacity. Oh, when you get a licking, yet you can keep on ticking and that you don't quit and throw in the towel because you get frustrated, because you get disgusted, and that you stand up and say, Sirs, I believe God. I believe God. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. I feel the wind of God. Oh my God. And get down to his possessions. Oh, just because you got an abundance of things and money, it don't mean you got God. Oh, we got to get out of that mentality of this faking and shaking prosperity gospel. Oh, my God. The old soldiers, they were poor. They had limited education. They had limited resources. But they were rich in faith. You better make sure, honey, that you're rich in faith. You can build up a whole bunch of stuff around you. But one day, that stuff is going to dwindle away. The checks may get cut off, but you got to know that your God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. You got to know your God. You got to be standing on the promises of God because they are yea and they are amen. Jesus. Huh. You can take my stuff, but you ain't taking Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. You get wrapped up and tangled up, uh, twisted up in God, uh, and have so much Jesus on you. When you lose it today, uh, he'll open up seven more doors for you next week. Uh, oh, out of nowhere. Uh, you talk about unexpected tasks. Uh, what about unexpected blessings? My God, have you ever been in a place oh, you didn't know them blessings was coming your way like that? Whew. My God, your whole life can change in a moment. Jesus, Woo. did you see how quickly it happened with the man of God? That's why I say, you don't know what death is. You don't know what's lurking out in the street. Huh? But you know it's danger. Huh? Joe said it best. Uh, a man that is born of a woman is of a few days. Huh? And is filled with troubles. 
Uh-huh. So we got to know what we're dealing with, this fragile thing called life. Woo! Oh, David said, Lord, let me be able to know how frail I am. As anointed as David was. And as powerful as David was. And all the ten thousands that he killed in battle and war. Oh my God. And all the songs that he sang. And he danced before the Lord. Huh, until his clothes huh, was coming off. And all of that. The victories that he won. Huh, there were times in David's life. Huh, when he went before God. Huh, and he said God. I cry out to you. Because I need your help. Oh, because I made some mistakes. I done messed up some stuff in my life. Oh, my God. And I need you to help me. Oh, my God. I cry out to you. Because I need you. He knew how to cry. Oh, he knew how to come before God with a humble and a contrite spirit. God said, I won't despise you if you come before me broken. God requires brokenness. Yes, yes, yes. We don't realize. That's when you see the glory and the power of God (laughs) is when you're broken. Not when you're dancing through the tulips and all is well. (laughs) You see the glory like the nation of Israel. Huh? Leading them through the wilderness. Huh? With a cloud, a pillar by day and the fire by night. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh. So you think you're going to see the glory of God when all your stuff is doing good? Woo, you ain't arguing and fighting and fussing with the family. Woo, you're just healthy doing good. Woo! I just rest a lot at all times. Oh, you do. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. the, the, the devil is saying, now, nah, I don't know, God. They say they blessing the Lord at all times, and your praise shall be in their mouth. Hmm. But what about when their heart is broken? Huh? What about when they get heavy in their spirit? Oh, will they bless you then? Hmm? Yeah. At all times. Yes, yes, yes. When they back is up against the wall, God, will they still be blessing you then? Oh. Uh, see, you know, I'm one of those. I like to, I don't like to talk a thing. I, I just like to shut folk mouth. Uh, you know, like to prove folk wrong. You know, prove the devil wrong. You know, instead of just letting him have last say. <laughs> uh, we got to be saints that we refuse to let him have the last say. <laughs> oh my God. So the possessions got touched first. Because, you know, that's what's close to us. Let's just be for real now. Oh, I work too hard. Uh, I go on this job. I've been working this job for 20, 30 years. And I want to have 
have something. Oh, that's just real. Oh, because you ain't going to work not to have nothing. <laughs> and God know how much we honor money. Uh-huh. You want your paycheck and I want mine too. But other than that, if I ain't getting paid every two weeks, ain't no point in me coming. What am I coming for? Huh? You got to worry about me being there. Uh, when the checks stop, I stop. Oh, come on here. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> uh, God know how we like our stuff. We car wash it. We shine it up. We put some tires or shine on it. Come on here. Huh? We spruce up the house. We add to it. We beautify it. We remodel. Oh, come on here. God knows. Yeah. We like nice clothes, nice shoes. We like to eat good. You'd be crazy if you don't. Oh, come on here. Let's just keep it real. So God knows how much we value our things. Hmm. But you got to have a balance now. You can't value your things more than you do God. I don't care how good the job is and how big the education is and how many vacations and trips you take and how much steak and potatoes you eat. You don't value none of your stuff more than you do God. Huh? <laughs> because as you see here, fire came down from heaven one day. <laughs> you hear that? Fire came down. Burn all that stuff up. You done been around folk, had some nice stuff, and overnight it all burned up in a fire. Tornadoes came through cities and towns and tore it all up. In one day, huh? God sent tornadoes through that be on the ground for hours, just tearing up stuff. Total destruction. And who's going to stop it? <laughs> My God. You can have an insurance policy on it. You can try to have double coverage. The insurance company know how to get out of paying because they crooked and perverse. You can't put all your treasure, your stock, in your stuff. But you better be storing up treasures in. Because in one day, <laughs> you can't be so full of yourself uh, and full of pride uh, sitting on a mountain, uh, on the house on the hill, uh, snubbing your nose down uh, at other folks because they ain't got it like you. Uh, oh, come on here. Because one day, you could be outdoors. No food. No clothes. But see, we don't ever think it can happen to us. Uh-huh. So our attitudes are high and lofty. You better watch your attitude. Because <laughs> God know how to humble you. <laughs> God knows how to humble you. got all the answers. Huh? You think you got all the resources. Huh? Folks thought they had huh, 
so many millions in their 401ks uh, in their retirement accounts uh, and in one season wiped out. And folks still trying to invest in their retirement account, trying to recover from the down seasons that we went through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And news flash, guess what? It's getting ready to happen again. Uh-huh. We're going to a recession with jobs on the market. Ooh, we ain't seen nothing like that before. We done been through recessions, but it wasn't no job. But now we're going to a recession, and it's jobs on the market. Huh. <laughs> this thing called life, saints. <laughs> you better hold on to God and have as much God uh, as you can, because uh, you just don't know. just don't know elder we thought we knew we thought we had all the answers but we don't know only God knows God is the one that is sovereign God is the one that rules and reigns in the affairs of men uh huh we think we know huh the economists still scratching their heads trying to figure out how all this destruction and chaos and COVID. We still can't get it together. Hmm? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Because people treasure their things. The love of money. Huh? It's not the money. But it's the love of it. Who's loving their money. And they're showing God they hate him. Ooh, because they continue to live in sin. Refuse to come to church. Refuse to repent. Refuse to acknowledge him as God. They love their money. But they hate God. How is that going to work out? <laughs> it's going to be total destruction uh, and if it's world think uh, it's going to get by uh, if the United States of America think it's going to get by uh, with hating God uh, and loving their money uh, loving being evil and crooked and perverse and prejudiced uh, and nasty and cold uh, if they think they're going to get by uh, let me get the first to tell you uh, God uh, is a righteous judge uh, and he will judge the whole world according to his word. So the prosperity was destroyed and now we got famous prosperity preachers denouncing publicly they don't believe that tithes is biblical. Hmm. But you believed it was biblical when you was getting money off the backs of post saints to fund your helicopters and your mansion and your solid gold toilets. Hmm. Yeah. But now that COVID done hit and the money ain't flowing because the saints ain't got it to give to you. Hmm. And the IRS 
is on you like a duck on a June bug. Now you want to say you don't believe tithing is biblical. <laughs> How convenient. Hmm? You going to turn in all your fine luxuries now? Huh? <laughs> you going to start riding in a Chevy instead of a Rolls Royce now? Oh, but you got that Rolls Royce off of Saints back. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, Elder. You gonna trade in the mansion now? That you got off of your proceedings out of the church? Live in an apartment? I'm just saying. Absolutely. Because we're trying to justify what we don't want to do. When it's scriptures from Old Testament to New. How are we going to dispute God's word? Yeah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he changed not. Ooh. You better know what time you're living in, saints. This is a time of deception. <laughs> you better know what you're listening to, what you eat. Because the false prophet, the false teacher, the false preacher, the false, all of them false. Uh-huh. And then have the audacity to use social media as a platform. God told you they was coming. Yeah, he told you they were coming. He said, don't believe them. <laughs> he said they're liars and their father is a liar. Woo! And the truth is not in them. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. How convenient. Yes, sir. Wouldn't it be a mess now? God has showed you how much he's been blessing you because of your faithfulness to the church. Now you're going to turn around and let something knock here tell you to stop being faithful? Absolutely. Because what it boils down to is faithfulness and obedience to God. Huh? <laughs> You don't let some clown tell you to stop uh, giving to the work of God. Huh? Don't even make good sense. Let's loan spiritual sense. <laughs> you coming to the church for your, for your soul here, first of all, so that you can be built up on your most holy faith. Huh? So that you can get strong in the Lord and the power of his mouth. That you can get his word. That you can... Be in the presence of God and in the presence of his people. Oh, come on here. It's called kingdom principles. God said that there may be meat. In my house. Where? In your house. In your mansion. Oh, did he say in his house? In his house. Oh, am I in the book, Elder? Yeah, you're in the book. You're in the book. Oh, sir. I think that was in Malachi. Yeah, you're in the book. He told the prophet. Okay. Let's make it sure. And then Jesus said, I believe he was teaching the disciples, give and it shall be given unto you. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And then how? Press, Press down. down. Shaking together. And then what you do when you shake it together, and then what they do? In the book. Okay, am I in the book? In the book. I think you can find that in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, okay, John. Okay, 
I'm not just saying am I in the book. Yeah, you're in the book. In the book of Acts. Hmm? Um, the peoples of God brought their possessions, uh-huh. laid them where the apostles uh-huh. uh, And they did what? They distributed. Not that the preacher went and bought him a fine car and hoarded the money in his bank account. Uh-huh. Huh? Not pimping the saints, but distributed that was necessary for everybody in the kingdom. Oh! That they actually had to use some of the money to go and evangelize because they had to eat and drink water. Mm -hmm. Even though the apostles experienced a lot of hunger because folks wouldn't support. And they're going to have to give an account to God. And you're going to have to give an account to God if you don't support. That's right. You're in the book. I mean, I'm out in the book. Because Paul called them out. He named them by name, the ones that wouldn't support the work of God. Financially. Because y'all think we're going to come in here with this nice air in 100 degree weather, heat, when it's 20 degrees outside, have these lights on, huh? have food and dinners that you didn't pay for. Uh-oh. Have nice furniture, equipment. Oh. Well, where did it come from? Well, y'all help me out here. It's called kingdom principle. I just, that was for free. See, y'all get me off this. I try to get back on this system. Maybe somebody needs that today. Then number two, he went to his children. Oh, 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 oh. Boy, <laughs> you talking about an attack against your children now. Oh, you hitting below the belt. Oh, come on here. You love your just like I love mine. Oh, come on here. Ain't nothing get to you like your children's. Mm-hmm. And that was Job's finest possession. Let's get past the things. But your children are your heritage. They're your legacy. Oh, they carry his name. struck. <laughs> Collapsed and killed them all. 
That's in one day. Huh? And we want to cry and give up because huh? we go through a little light affliction. Huh? Honey, you ain't went through nothing. Huh? You ain't seen nothing yet. Huh? Want to quit and give up on God. Huh? Want to sit there and whine and complain because huh? of your little go through. Huh? Honey, you ain't experienced nothing huh? on this level. Nothing. Even with the destruction of COVID and all the millions of people, uh, some people lost their whole families. God moved out the circle of the globe uh, and he laid to rest, uh, put folk in the grave who he chose. The CDC, the government still trying to figure it out. Huh? And they can't understand it huh? because they don't know the power of God. Huh? They don't know this God that we serve. Huh? He is ruler. He is king of all kings and lord of all lords. And he do what he choose to do. And who's going to call him in the question? Because he's absolutely God. <laughs> and he's proving it every day. Jesus. How did Job go through that? Losing his things. His riches. Hmm? Losing his children. He was overwhelmed with grief. Let me tell you something. Grief is real. And all you super religious folk who think that you ain't supposed to grieve when your heart is broke. Hmm? Think you ain't supposed to cry. Huh? When your heart is broke. Hmm? How did he overcome grief, class? The Bible said that he worshipped. Oh! So God knows that we're going to go through some grief. It's going to be some days that are just unexplainable. I just can't even explain it. Can you explain it? You, 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 you just can't find the words sometimes. You know? Some days, some seasons, you just can't explain it. How life gets to you. How the ones that's closest to you, when God take them. But the word shows us how to deal with it. The Bible said Job arose. He got up. Hmm? He rent his mantle. Hmm. Shaved his head. Fell down to the ground. And he worshiped. Let me tell you something, saints. The other night before mother's service, God woke me up. And I have my moments mostly at night. Begin to pray. Sometimes, and it, it lasted for about an hour and a half. I didn't have the words to express, but I began to worship. In the praise God, he said, just praise me. 
That was his word. His praise name. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God don't say a whole lot, saints. When you're broken. When the tears won't stop. When you don't know which direction you're going to go. You can't feel and trace your way through. And God said one word. Just praise me. And when I began to praise God and the pastor was asleep, children sleep, dogs sleep. Began to worship and praise God. It was just like the weight was lifted. Worship does for you what medicine, doctors, friends, family won't do. You hear me? I'm telling you what I know. And I've gone through this with other deaths. But sometimes God just has to remind us. And I ask God for him to speak to me. To give me comfort. Huh? So I, I was just being real. God, you see what we're going through. Hmm? Praying for the strength of my family. Not only our family, but Mercy Ministries. And began to call out names. And I remember the word that Pastor preached standing in the gap. And but remember to pray and pray. And I was praying for folks' souls that, you know, that the life of mother would stand tall in the face of everybody she witnessed to and all them folks she used to ride in her car taking to church. Mm-hmm. Didn't appreciate it. Didn't honor it. Huh? Walked away from truth. Mm-hmm. Then I just began to talk to God. Just keeping it real with God. When I began to worship, Elder, that's how I was able to get through yesterday. Because he gave me a peace that I can't describe when I began to worship. Not that I'm not going to cry no more. But my tears are with hope. Mm -hmm. You see? Job tackled the grief by worshiping God. And when you release yourself in worship, I ain't talking about this little Chinese praise y'all did. No, 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 no. When you fully release yourself in worship, God heals the broken pieces. I say, God, the heart is broken. Healing just healing the broken pieces of the heart and he deals with the thoughts and the mind and he deals down deep in your spirit down into the belly and down into the joint the marrow and he begins to shadow you with his glory and his presence and I told him your presence is worth more than silver and if I have you, God, if I have you, God, I can make it. I can take it. I can go through if I have you. I have God. And when I began to look at the peoples that was at the service, 
It was more unsaved than saved. And what we're forgetting is that we got to turn back to God. Our maker, our creator, our father. He is our salvation. He is our hope. He is our peace. Our joy. He is our everything. And we owe God. We don't owe people, but we owe God. Job realized that he owed God in spite of. Oh God, at the end of the day, oh him. God deserves our service until the day we die. To your last breath, you owe God. Stop worrying about folk, but you focus on your service unto God. Because it's the one that you're going to have to stand in front of. We all going to have to stand in front of uh, on that great day of judgment and give an account uh, for everything we said and done in this life, uh, in this body. Uh, We're going to have to go back to God. We owe him. You're worrying about people too much. Instead of worrying about God. That one was for free. So he worshiped. Instead of complaining. Hmm? He worshiped. Instead of whining. Huh? Let me be the first to tell you. God didn't come to no pity party. Mm-hmm. And I knew that before I approached him. I let him know how I was feeling, even though he already knew. But after that, I had to worship. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Choose to worship in the complain. Mm-hmm. Because just like you going through some, it's somebody going through a whole lot more than you. It's a whole lot of folks that's doing a whole lot worse. Job had his own testimony. You got your own testimony. You got your own testimony. You, 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 yeah, you got your own testimony. Stop trying to pick up everybody else's test uh, and everybody trial and affliction. Uh, you just make sure you go through yours. That was her time. Not yours. Not mine. God got our own designated trials and affliction custom made for our lives. I was just talking to the pastor and talking about all the old soldiers being laid to rest. And how I greatly miss them. Still think about all these old biddies that I was raised up under. You know, that's what you call them, old biddies. 
I mean, I was, yeah. I either stayed under Adrian, she had to work a lot of times, so it was her mother, actually, Diamond, that I stayed up under quite a bit. Madea, Florine, McDonald. I spent time under the old biddies. <laughs> and, you know, Florida maids. You know, all the old mothers, you know. And so they do something to you. Because you don't realize a lot of times until they gone, saints, how much they had an impact on your life. Because we don't honor and value people like we should while we got them. Oh, that's a whole word right there. You better honor and treasure what you got while you got it on earth. Because they won't be here long. You hear me? All you proud folks, prideful folk, you better learn how to honor what you got while you got it. Because it won't be here long. Don't you live your life in regret because what you should have, could have, would have, and you didn't do. Because we have a natural tendency to take each other for granted. We do. We just have a natural tendency of taking each other for granted. But we got to watch that, saints. Because folks can lay down today and be gone tomorrow. Job cried out to God. The Bible said the righteous cry and what? The Lord heareth. Job felt like God didn't hear him. Because mm -hmm. sometimes God ain't speaking. Oh, let me put that on the loud microphone so y'all can hear. Sometimes God don't say nothing. <laughs> you can't make it. They can't make God do nothing. <laughs> you just got to do the crying. Uh-huh. Because he requires what? Brokenness, humbleness, contrite spirit. The righteous cry in the Lord heareth. He delivereth them out of all of their troubles. But the way he delivers, sometimes we don't like it. Sometimes you ain't going to like it. <laughs> we think we know what God going to do. We think we know you're going to put your finger on how God going to deliver. Honey, you don't know nothing. <laughs> God will blow your mind how he choose to deliver you. <laughs> yes, Lord. Whatever your will is, God, let it be done. It may hurt my feeling. It may hurt me to let it go, to move on, to move forward. But whatever your will is, God, let it be done. Don't understand it. You ain't understand it. <laughs> you don't understand everything. Y'all trying. I'm trying to get an understanding. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. 